This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You can watch us on ESPN2, listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM80 and the ESPN app. We said it after Monday Night Football week one. Enough with Josh Allen already. Enough. He's not elite. He's not a great quarterback. He's a turnover machine. Enough. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Hey, Smalls, what do we talk about with players-only meetings? Anytime your team calls a players-only meeting, your season is over. We saw it with the Chicago Bulls a few weeks ago, right after their first game. And then we saw it this week with Latavius Murray calling his second players-only meeting for the offense this time in Buffalo. Yeah, that didn't work out. It's over for the Buffalo Bills. It is over for the Buffalo Bills. We have so much to unpack in this game, the way it ended, the Josh Allen of it all, the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson of it all. All of a sudden, guys, we're looking at the Denver Broncos through a little bit of a different light. They've won three in a row, including wins over Buffalo at home and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm kind of in the camp of... Regardless of what happens for them the rest of the season, they've done their job. They've turned things around. Really impressive win last night for the Denver Broncos, even though the Buffalo Bills certainly helped them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, the Broncos, I agree with you. I, uh, Troy Aikman did it last night, and I will continue to do it. He, he called Russell Wilson fantastic last night. And Russell Wilson is fantastic at doing everything Sean Payton is asking him to do and not trying to do more, not trying to do less. This is what you want me to do? I'll do it. And while the storyline can be Russell Wilson in their 24-22 victory over the Buffalo Bills, it feels like the Bills, because of where we ranked them before the season, are more of the storyline today. And Josh Allen now has six straight games with an interception, had two last night, also had an awful fumble on an attempted handoff, which was brutal. And the single best drive of the game for the Buffalo Bills last night, when they were down 21-15 and they scored a touchdown on a six-play, 75-yard drive, Zero pass attempts. They ran the ball every time. And that goes to coaching. That goes to play calling. I have no idea why they threw as much as they did last night because every time they ran the ball, CC, James Cook was running right through the defense, and yet they still think they have an elite quarterback. They don't. You feel good about handing James Cook the football? Well, there's a different spin on that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was the one on the other side of that Josh Allen fumbled exchange, and he had two fumbles in his own right now. They only lost one. The other one had a fortuitous bounce right back to him. But I don't feel great about giving James Cook the ball either. They got problems on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, and on special teams, Smalls. How the hell do you have 12 men on the field? <laughs> like, like you, you gave Will Lutz an extra chance to beat you, and he missed the first one, which makes it even worse. That is god-awful. But let's talk about why they were in that position. I got to ask this question. And I was in the Get Up production meeting right across the hall, and I had to ask Dan Graziano, Dominique Foxworth, and Jeff Saturday. Why the hell did Sean McDermott blitz on third and 10, and not just any blitz, a zero blitz, and leave his defensive back, Teron Johnson, in one-on-one coverage on Jerry Judy? He drew a defensive pass interference call to set up go-ahead points. Why make that call? You just got a sack on a five-man rush, a five-man pressure, the play before, which was a second and four. Guess what? The Denver Broncos didn't have any timeouts. You play coverage. And you tackle them in bounds. And you force them to have a quick field goal operation. You do it that way. You don't gift them an opportunity inside the 20 to kick a chip shot field goal. What the hell are you doing? 
Sean McDermott, you're the defensive coordinator. You're the play caller. I get that you wear the head coach title and you're focused on game management. But listen, you ain't got Leslie Frazier to blame no more, though. He ain't there. Like, there was no reason to make that call to have an all-out blitz, a zero blitz in that situation. You didn't need to. You play umbrella coverage. You tackle it in front of you, and you force them to speed up their operation because they have no timeouts. That was a game that Buffalo still should have won despite turning it over four times. It's absolutely inexcusable. So I know everybody's going to focus on Josh Allen, and that deserves to be the headline because he's no longer an elite quarterback because of all of the turnovers. But Sean McDermott needs to enter the chat as coaches on the hot seat as we move through the second half of this season. That's how bad Buffalo was last night. Yeah, he he definitely is moving into that category. Yeah, Russ is like, I thought I left Seattle. I didn't know the 12th man was going to help me win another right, game. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's been a theme throughout his career. It was again last night. But, guys, things do feel really bleak this morning in Buffalo for a multitude of reasons. You mentioned the coaching miscues, the mistakes, the drops. They just feel like throughout the season they haven't been able to find that cohesion. They've played sloppy football at times. There's just nothing that you really look at with the Buffalo Bills that leads you to believe that they're a Super Bowl contender, which is a shame because the window feels like it was this year, that the runway was running out. And when you look at the division around them, too, this was a perfect season for them to really exert themselves when the Dolphins can't beat anybody with a winning record, which I guess, you know, that... I don't know if that's going to change moving forward, but the Jets lose Aaron Rodgers. It just it felt like the division was once again falling into their hands, and they're doing everything they can to fumble it. And everything that is happening, literally, and literally, everything that is happening. I got to be honest, and I get a lot wrong. I expect it to happen. Did you? I mean, I said before the season, they're my obvious hot mess team. They're the obvious team for me that we're going to go into the season looking good and coming out looking poor. I said before the season, Sean McDermott it needs to be one of those coaches we think about on the hot seat. I, I have forever been critical of Josh Allen. I just am not someone as a football fan that likes quarterbacks that turn the ball over that much. I would rather have the guy that can throw for 200 yards than the guy who can throw for 400 yards if it means it comes with three interceptions. I just don't want that as a football fan. And I'll give you one other thing on McDermott that bothered me last night. What's up? I'm okay with the idea of benching skill position players for a series or two that fumble. Send a message, get their head right, whatever. You can't do that when Josh Allen's your quarterback because he turns the ball over more than anybody in the league. And when Josh Allen is your quarterback and there's never a penalty for him turning the ball over, why am I penalizing James Cook? Why am I penalizing anybody else? Because you have another viable option at running back. You don't have that with quarterback. Well, I, you know what? Yeah, I do. Here, hand the ball off. Hand the ball off. Hand the ball off. For once, I, I need to do something. If I'm the Buffalo Bills, there has to be something to get through to Josh Allen. He had two turnovers, two interceptions in the first half. The second one was awful. I mean, awful. At least the first one you could say was tipped. The second one, they get the ball back towards the end of the first half. It's less than a minute to go. And he gives him three at, points. At worst, it should be a punt. Exactly. At worst. Exactly. So do something. You know, you're right. They don't have a quarterback. It's good. But I'll I'll put in for one series the backup, and I'm going to say you're going to hand the ball off every time. I don't care if we punt. Josh Allen needs to understand what's going here, on here. Here's the thing with the turnovers with Josh Allen. It's not as if they killed you last night. The turnover is only equated to six points for the Denver Broncos, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not a situation where it was the turnovers that ultimately killed you, but the turnovers took away opportunities for yeah. you to score points. They ended possessions, and they created a field position for the Broncos, even though it didn't necessarily equate to points 
each time. And I guess that's the most maddening part because there was once upon a time where you had an offensive coordinator in Brian Dable that was able to rein in some of those turnovers. But now we're two years removed from that. And we're talking about Josh Allen having this turnover problem. Last year, 19 turnovers in 23 games. Oh, no, excuse me, 23 turnovers in 19 games. Let me get that right. And then this year, 14 turnovers in 10 games. At some point, you have to look Leads at the people. league in interceptions. You have to look at the people around you. I mean, since 2020, there are only two teams that have uh, more turnovers than the Buffalo Bills, that being the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chicago Bears. Mm. So it's not exactly that, like they're keeping great company in terms of being with the upper echelon of title contenders. And I guess if you're looking at this thing holistically, there's plenty of blame to go around. But the reality is you're not getting rid of the quarterback. The only thing that you're going to change is the personnel around him and potentially the coaching staff. And that's why the seat for Sean McDermott in Buffalo is getting a little bit warmer this morning. It feels like the theme for Buffalo is that they beat themselves. One way or another, they beat themselves. And you can't you can't have Never that. want to beat yourself. You know, but isn't that the theme with them, no. whether it's – it's coaching or it's Josh Allen and the turnovers. They just beat themselves far too consistently. Yeah, I mean, I if you're going to talk about the hot seat with Sean McDermott, which I, I'm all for, find the most boring offensive coach you can find and hire that person. You, you don't need excitement. Boring can win. You're in the cold. This guy turns the ball over all the time. It's, it's so agitating and ridiculous because it never changes. Mm. It's over and over again. And, you know, everybody has been critical of Russell Wilson, and I think fairly up until now. The game Russell Wilson played last night should be a dream game for Josh Allen. Don't turn the ball over, dink and dunk, hand the ball off, win by two, go home. And that's what Russell Wilson did last night. And Russell Wilson now has 18 touchdowns, four interceptions. They have four wins on the year. They've won three in a row smalls, as you mentioned. And now, oh, by the way, we talk about that division. Small said, you, sh- you said this should be the year that Buffalo seizes that division. Maybe Miami does have a good win in that division. Maybe the 70-point performance against Denver is actually now their good win because Denver has become an at least an average team, a respectable team. They're not a joke by any stretch of the imagination. No, Russell Wilson is not going to be a top-three MVP candidate, as I said before the season. Bad take, dollar in that jar. But Sean Payton is making himself a Coach of the Year candidate right now. They have completely turned this Ooh, thing around. Coach of the Year? That's rich. Candidate. I wouldn't put him okay. over D'Amico Ryan. I'm about to say, Coach of the Year no. is rich. No, yeah. I would not put him over D'Amico Ryan. But if okay. they finish with a winning record, he's right in the mix here. And the reality is, well, that speaks volumes about how you feel about the, Russell well, the, Wilson. Russell no, Wilson. No, I love point. Russ, and I think Russ is actually going to be closer to an MVP candidate than the bottom of the league, as we thought during the course of the season. This is turning around for Denver. I'd rather have Denver's team right now than Buffalo because I know I have a quarterback that won't turn the ball over. Smalls. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, right, you know, right, 18 touchdowns, right. four interceptions. And, uh, listen, uh, I, there ain't a GM in the NFL that's going to take I'm Russell gonna Wilson take now over Josh, Josh Allen. I wouldn't. And I know that he has the turnovers, and I know that that's problematic. But he is, I think, right now still a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Just from top to bottom skill set-wise, I would take Josh Allen. But that's the problem, right, is we keep trying to find ways to make Josh Allen something that he's not. You're saying he should play the way Russ plays, but that's inherently not him. No. And he's talked about it a lot this season about how he's tried to find a mental approach that suits him better and that helps him minimize on those mistakes where it's a low frequency, he doesn't get too excitable, so he's a little bit more uh, he doesn't let that take over so he can make better decisions, and it's clearly not working. But I think that's part of the problem is that he's trying to change himself and 
I don't know what the answer is, basically. Like, he's a gunslinger, and that's part of the reason why he's successful and that you like him, but it also leads to all of these issues that put puts his team in a bad position. No question about it. Here's what I will say. we got to give credit where credit is due, that Denver Broncos defense, Vance Joseph, since that blowout loss yeah. to Miami, they've got 15 takeaways. That leads the NFL. 15 takeaways. So that's been the biggest catalyst for that turnaround, that defense, being able to create extra possessions for that offense, and more importantly, take away opportunities for opposing teams to run it up on them. Because we know the Denver Broncos are limited in terms of what they can do on the offensive side of the ball, but that defense is keeping scoring down. And and look at that. I mean, the the numbers speak for themselves. Since week seven, you're talking about this defense only allowing 16 points a game. So I think that's an important thing of note. But with the Josh Allen of it all – I think it's clear and obvious based on what we've seen the last two years and what we saw last night that Josh Allen can no longer be considered an elite quarterback. I mean, it's Joe Burrow, it's Pat Mahomes, and then it's the next tier. Josh Allen is not with those other two guys at the top of the quarterback pantheon. He's just not. He's not even in the second tier. We'll go through this. He's not in the second tier. I'm sorry. He's not. You can't turn the ball over this much. More of an issue in Buffalo. The coach or the quarterback – and is Russ back to being good? We'll get your phone calls in. 888-SAY-ESPN. You could be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you after a wild Monday night football game last night where the Bills thought they won the game. Game-winning 41-yard field goal by Will Lutz. Missed 12 men on the field. Re-kick, 36 yards. 
Ball game over. Denver wins again. More of the problem. We're going to get to the calls here in a sec on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. More of the problem in Buffalo, coach or quarterback. I got to go with the coach. Good players can't overcome bad coaching, and either you're coaching it or you're letting it happen. And that's why I assign the turnovers to Sean McDermott as much as I assign them to Josh Allen. You allow your quarterback to do this. We were talking about it coming into this season. The turnovers are a concern for Josh Allen. And coming in this morning, I saw Hembo on my walk into the studio. And weeks ago, we talked about the Josh Allen turnovers. And he thought I put too much weight on Josh Allen turning the football over as much as he did. If you look at all the analytics, if you look at QBR, Josh Allen was still at the top of the league at the time we were having this conversation two weeks ago. And I looked Hembo in his eyes and I said, is it okay to worry about the Josh Allen turnovers now? Like, as much smoke as I was giving Lamar Jackson yesterday for the turnovers that he's had, especially in the fourth quarter, we got to give that same energy to Josh Allen because he absolutely deserves it, Smalls. So was Tembo cool with it? Was he ready to give it? Give the credit? Oh, yeah, he finally <laughs> gave it. I mean, listen, six straight games with a pick. Yeah. Six you straight. can't argue that. But even with that, I'd still rather take my chances with Josh Allen under center than I would with Sean McDermott as the head coach. I think it's harder to find a quarterback like Josh Allen, even with the mistakes, than it would be to find another head coach. Among Amongst the quarterbacks that teams deem franchise quarterbacks, he's probably the worst. And when I say that that way for this reason, I would not want him as my quarterback. Now, literally as a Pats fan, of course I would take him. I was about him. to say, yeah. no, no, what? That's why I had to say it this way. So amongst those yeah. that we've said, check, franchise quarterback, yes, he's the guy. There's nobody below him. There's, there's nobody below him. So I'm talking about guys like C.J. Stroud. I'm just uh-huh. looking at the touchdown leader. C.J. Stroud, Tua. I'd take Goff over him, Mahomes over him, obviously. I, so, I take, hold on, you would take Tua with the injury concerns yes, over Josh Allen? 100%. Wow, okay. 100%. Uh, with Mike McDaniel, too. Okay. Um, Dak Prescott, yes. Well, you can't say it that way. You can't say with the coach, too. Okay, well, I'll take him over him. Fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. I will. Dak, absolutely. Justin Herbert, absolutely. Jalen Hurts, obviously. Kirk Cousins, no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, 1,000%. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, these are Trevor Lawrence, obviously. These are guys that teams have deemed their franchise quarterbacks. I would take all of them over Josh Allen. So you're basically saying Josh Allen is borderline top 10. He might not even be definitively a top 10 quarterback in this league. That is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Wow. Jay in Columbus watching on ESPN2. What's up, Jay? Yeah, what's up? What's up? I'm happy you took this call, man. I'm happy. I hope Harry Douglas is listening. You can ask off to do. So I've been telling this show – that Josh Allen is so overrated. He's not better than Dak Prescott. And everybody went off on me. It's always the coach. It's always the coach with him and Justin Herbert. Them dudes is overrated. I'm tired of the Brandon Staley. I'm tired of the Sean McDermott's fault. It's their fault. Them dudes is trash, period. Dak's way better than them guys. Y'all hate on Dak so much in this show and it's sick. Them dudes is trash. That's all I had to say, bro. Well, thank you for the phone call. I don't think you're right about the Dak thing in terms of us hating on Dak. I think we're fair with Dak. I also think we praise Dak as well. I think in this case, what blaming the coach does is it actually takes the, co- the quarterback into consideration. Blaming the quarterback doesn't take the coach into consideration. I still think they should have benched Josh Allen last night for one series. A one-series message sender, an unheard-of move. Nobody does that. But if you're going to do it to James Cook, do it to Josh Allen. Do you trust Dak more than you trust Josh Allen? Yes. I think I do, too. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Greg in St. Louis on a station, 101 ESPN in St. Louis, that Smalls dominated for years. (laughs) What's up, Greg? Yes, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I had the same call out, really, about Dak Prescott last year. Talk about a turnover machine. I mean, he cost the Cowboys tons of games. Like, where do you stack him up right now against Josh Allen, who's going through the same thing? I mean, he's already been 
Josh Allen's been taken out of the elite status after this after the start of the season. I don't know how you guys can do that. Yeah, I mean, I- it, it, listen, coming into this season, it was one of those that I had circled and whether or not he was going to ascend and be firmly entrenched as one of those top three guys. I think that was on the board. We You're were saying waiting for Allen or Dak. For Allen, for Allen. It, we were waiting to see. No, not with Dak. No, no, I know. But oh, not with Dak. I think Dak is a top ten quarterback. Right. But it, there's levels to this. They might be in the same building, but it's certainly different views when it comes to the Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes of the world. Dak ain't in that stratosphere. But Josh Allen has the talent to be up there with those guys. And it was a matter of can the talent and the production meet, and that translate to overall team success. That's what we were waiting to see. I mean, listen, you can't get past the 23 turnovers in 19 games that he had last year. We were hoping that he would be able to put that behind us, having his second year removed from Brian Dabo. Maybe Ken Dorsey has more familiarity with him in terms of how to sequence plays to avoid some of those turnovers or turnover-worthy plays. But it hasn't shaped out that way in the early going of this season. Again, 14 of the 18 turnovers that the Buffalo Bills have are from Josh Allen. Yep. At some point, something about that has to change if this team is going to realize their potential. But one thing that also became clear and obvious after last night's game is that the championship window for the Bills with this window of players is closed. And Smalls, you brought up an interesting point this morning in our meeting about what people are saying around the Buffalo Bills and specifically with the relationship that the organization has with Steph Diggs. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys – picked this up last night, but Trevon Diggs tweeted last night, man, 14 got to get up out of there. And we know that there's been tension brewing between Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen throughout the season. At times, it looked like it had simmered, but you know when stuff like that presents itself that there's always a chance that it could spill out of control. Yeah, they used a bag of money to try to put a Band-Aid on it. When you have Trevon Diggs saying that last night, 14 got to get up out of there, you know that he's had that conversation with Steph Diggs and I just imagine that this is something that's going to continue to percolate and we should keep an eye on it. So let me ask you this question. If you're the Pagula family, if you're Brandon Bean, the general manager, do you try to hold on to Steph Diggs and Josh Allen and get rid of the coach? Or is it a situation where you're getting rid of the coach and Steph Diggs? Do you think that a coaching change can salvage the organization's relationship with Steph Diggs? And would Steph Diggs want to continue to be paired with Josh Allen? But that, to me, brings up a further question. If I have to get rid of my head coach and a, an offensive weapon over the quarterback, then what does that say about my quarterback? Okay, so I'll go one step further. You want you know to do the, hy- the hypothetical? That's a, that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, it would that's, just a fa- that's a fair point. It would just open up a lot of questions for me about so, about if I have to choose you over you two because of tension or because of it not working out, maybe you're, you're a bigger part of the problem. So if we want to talk about next steps in Buffalo, play this one out. Who says no? Josh Allen for the number one pick to the Bears. Who says no to that one? Oh, I think the Bills say no to that. But if the, if the championship window is closed with this roster – I'm giving yeah, you a but chance I got, to restart but I got, everything. But I got another 10 years with Josh Allen. You want another 10 years with Josh Allen? <laughs> Listen, you can say what he want. This guy been to an AFC championship game. Having quarterbacks that can get to the championship rounds ain't easy. Ask the Dallas Cowboys. They ain't been there in 27 years. And how many quarterbacks they done run through? Chapter and verse, Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo, Quentin Carter, Dak Prescott. Ain't none of them been to the conference championship game. Yeah. So getting to the conference championship game matters. We can't dismiss the success that Josh Allen has had in the postseason. But we now have to ask the question of, what are the ingredients that it takes to bring out the best version of him? Because clearly they don't have them in Buffalo. Well, that's the thing. Something has to give, and it's not going to give 
this season because the changes that need to be made can't be made in season like this. All right, we're going to get more of your phone calls in on the Bills. Bigger problem, coach or quarterback at 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper call in line. Plus, Canty's power rankings for Week 10. Let's go! Next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. It's time for Canty's NFL Power Rankings. It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more. We will get back to your phone calls on the... Monday night football game between the Broncos and the Bills. A big win by Denver. 24-22 over the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. But first, we get to Canty's Week 10 Power Rankings. Ah, yes! Give me that good NFL music. (laughs) I see you, Javante. Let's go. The Week 11 Power Rankings are on deck. Let's go. Okay, we're going to kick this thing off at number five with the San Francisco 49ers. And, Ev, we've been talking about this. This is a different team with Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and the full complement of weapons around Brock Purdy. But the other thing that we have to acknowledge is that this defensive front and this pass rush specifically is on a different level now that they've added Chase Young. Four sacks on Sunday off a four-man rush. Chase Young being able to bookend it with Nick Bosa and having Javon Hargrave in the middle of it, that is going to be monstrous for opposing teams when it comes to to the drop-back passing game. But when you look at this San Francisco 49ers team, I think more so than any other team in the NFL, their title contention depends on health. It's a top-heavy roster. If they got everybody healthy, then look out. In the three games they didn't have everybody healthy, especially on the offensive side of the ball, their scoring was in the teens. When they got everybody else healthy in every single game, they're scoring north of 30. Mm. It's a different team when everybody is healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Next! Number four. The Cleveland Browns. I can't keep them out of the wow. top five any longer. They got to be in there. Number the Cleveland four. Browns. Yeah, listen, we, we, we said that the Cincinnati Bengals were the scariest team in football going into week 10. I think coming out of week 10, we got to give credit where credit is due. The, the Cleveland Browns might be the scariest team in football, and it's because of their defense. They're the number one total defense in the NFL, and my vote for MVP, if I had one today, would be Miles Garrett because he is that dude. But then just looking at what Deshaun Watson was able to do in the second half of that game, a perfect 14 for 14, including 7 for 7 for 88 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter in a perfect passer rating, 
That's what they traded for when they gave up three first-round picks in a $230 million fully guaranteed contract. A quarterback that can be the difference in a game when he's going head-to-head with an MVP caliber guy in Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson gave us a glimpse of that. And say what you want, the numbers don't look great, but this team in his six starts has won five games. The Cleveland Browns, this is not a fluke. They're going to have something to say about the AFC. Next. Number three. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Listen, I get it. The Ravens just lost head-to-head to to the Cleveland Browns. But let's keep in mind, these two teams did split. So I'm going to give the Ravens credit. This was one of those games that came down to the wire. They caught a couple of bad breaks. They had a field goal block right before halftime. I still think the Baltimore Ravens' defense is elite. It might not be the best defense in terms of total defense, but they're right there. I think they're one of the top three defenses along with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that offense feels like it's figuring out, feels like it's hitting its stride now in Todd Munkin's scheme. Lamar Jackson has a good feel for it. They just got to avoid the self-inflicting wounds and the turnovers at the most inopportune time. But the Baltimore Ravens right now are the leaders in the clubhouse in the AFC North, and based on their remaining schedule, I think that this team is going to hold firm in that spot once we get to the playoffs. Next! Number two. Kansas City Chiefs is Andy Reid. is Pat Mahomes. What's understood ain't got to be said. Next. <laughs> Number one. The Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this is the clear and obvious best team in the National Football League. Even when things aren't ideal, they find ways to win. And I get it. We hadn't seen them. They had a bye week in Week 10. But guess what? We get to see them in a spicy Monday Night Football matchup next week against the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch of Super Bowl 57. I think everybody's fired up about that. I mean, you're going to have both Kelsey brothers in the house. Hopefully we have T. Swift in the house supporting her man. DeAndre Swift in the house. Everybody going to be in the house. (laughs) Go Miles Swift. Exactly. Her dad. Go Miles Swift from LSU fame. (laughs) Wow, I didn't realize that. All right, Smalls. So that's my power rankings. The the, the Eagles at number one, Chiefs two, Ravens three, Browns four, San Francisco 49ers five. You're my accountability partner. Yep. Any objections, any omissions? Love the list. Love that Cleveland Brown jump, Browns jumped in at number four. I always look at the fan bases that might have something to say, CC. And how about them Cowboys coming off a 49-17 win over the New York Giants? I know. Let me know when they beat a team with a winning record. Okay, lesser opponent. Um, the other one, Detroit Lions coming off a win over the Chargers. Where, that's, that's the one. Are they hovering? They're hovering. Okay. They're hovering. They're there. But if they played on a neutral field, I don't feel great about Detroit beating Cleveland or San Francisco or Baltimore. Oh, I just don't. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. The Lions would be the one that I would say in there in terms of uh, the team on the outside looking in. The Bron- the um, uh, Dolphins may look at it differently now since they do have the 50-point win against the Broncos, which now all of a sudden retroactively kind of looks like a good win. But it's still a team with a losing record. I get it. You're right. You're right. But it's, it's unbelievable how this could change by the season end. We may look at that as well. Well, they did beat the Broncos. Uh, Gilberto in New York watching on ESPN2 wants to weigh in on the Bills on the quarterback versus the coach. Who's to blame here? Um, first, I would like to say thank you for accepting my call. Canty, one of my all-time favorites. You know what it is, brother. My man. Giant fan. We're not doing too well now, but we'll get back up there. Miss Smalls, you're a treasure. You're analytical mind. And the way you present things are so informative. Wow. You're amazing. You're a treasure. Evan, you're an armchair Monday morning quarterback, man. I mean, come on, bro. Evan, there's one play. There's one play. Wait a second. Wait, hold on. Actually, Gilberto, I'm going to let you finish. With a lot of things you could say that. We could literally tweet out from at Unsports ESPN 
literally after the first game of the season where I annihilated this Bills team and Josh Allen. I have never been a fan of, of a quarterback that turns the ball over like this. So be fair on this. In general, sure, if you want to say that. Not with this guy, but go ahead. I'm being fair because you're not. You're looking at a quarterback like Canty said that brought him to the championship game. You're looking at a coach who can't coach, man. This dude is in the 1990s, man. You got a quarterback that you got to open up the playbook, man. Open him up. You, you want to open up? You want him to throw hands, more? Brother? You want him to throw more? You want Josh Allen to have the playbook opened up, Gilberto? What? Have you seen this guy play? I wouldn't let him pass at this point. You can't let. I don't even know if I can let him hand the ball off because he fumbles that too. So you want to treat Josh Allen? Snap. You want to treat Josh Allen like Tommy DeVito from the New York oh, Giants? No. <laughs> let, me, gonna, let, me let, you, let me ask you a legit question, CC. <laughs> he only he only threw it twenty six times last okay. night. Okay, <laughs> as a guy that played eleven years in this league, yeah. In the second half of that game last night, if I told you the Bills didn't throw, who would have won the game? If the Bills didn't throw, not one pass. They go Michigan against Penn State. Not one pass in the second half. Who wins the game? Oh, come on! Who wins the game? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a close game. It well, then how up, do you open up the playbook more for be, Josh Allen? It ends Allen. up being a close. Well, it was a close game last night, I though. understand. Yeah, it was a but close game last night. But if you don't throw and you just hand, that is the problem. I said this yesterday about the team that I root for. I'm mad that the New England Patriots don't just use the game plan they used against Buffalo a few years ago, where it was, what, 46 of 49 runs? Because that, you can't win in today's NFL doing last that. last night they could have. I don't know about that. That's a hypothetical that you'll never be able to prove. You got to throw the football in today's it's, game. It's not. It's a matter though. of cleaning up. It is a hypothetical you can't prove. What but I'm saying about? that the one drive that was the best drive of the game. Yeah. Was that they didn't throw the ball. In that yeah, drive. but you had a running back that fumbled the ball on the first snap of the game. Yeah, and and he fumbled it again on that drive. That's that he was exactly. Basketball and it, and it bounced him, back to him, which was the craziest. That's my, I've ever that's seen. my point, though. It's not, there's, there, you can't play the game safe and expect to win, but at the same time, you can't turn it over like the Bills have and expect to win either. Eight. Turnovers yeah. in yeah. ten football games. You know, you, you get it over twice a game. They're their worst opponent. <laughs> Here's the thing, Smalls. You only get the ball ten or eleven times in a football game. In every game, the Buffalo Bills are starting. We know we're only going to get eight possessions because we're going to give the ball away twice. That's so awful. Think about that. Think about how small your margin for error is, knowing that that's going to be the case. That can't happen. You can't have success. Sean McDermott, I mean Sean McDermott, Sean Payton talked about it in the postgame. He said anytime you're plus three in the turnover margin, you're going to win 98% of the time. That's how important the football is. The football is the issue. Every coach I've played for, every defensive coordinator preaches it. The football is the issue. You can give up as many yards as you want, but if you got them takeaways, guess what? The other team can't score. That's right. They can't score, and that's the problem. Josh Allen and, and Sean McDermott, they've been running a buy-one, get-one free operation in Buffalo. You get one turnover, you get another one for free. We, we, this is multiple turnover games after multiple turnover games. No quarterback in the last three years has more multi-turnover games than Josh Allen. That's a damn shame. And this is the guy that's on the cover of Madden. It ain't like we don't know he has ability. It's just a matter of the coaching staff being able to put the guardrails in place to bring out the best version of him. Clearly, they're not doing that. And that's why I think we're poised for a coaching change at the end of the season. Contract extension for Sean McDermott, be damned. Just have Texas A&M boosters pay that for him. Just pay the buyout. Pay the buyout. Have the A&M boosters just pay it for him. The Pagoulas got plenty of money. 
Yeah, they ain't I, got I, plenty of money. I, and here's the thing: all you NFL got owners you do. got a you got a new stadium going in the Western New York. Well, yeah, all NFL owners do, but there's levels to this. Yeah. The Pagulas on on the higher floors. They they got one of them penthouse views. You know what I'm saying? They right up there with the crockies. They got the elevator right Penn to the apartment, exactly. not direct, to the floor. Direct into that joint. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But they got a new stadium that's going up in Western New York. The fan base is excited about it. They got the quarterback on the cover of Madden. Listen, you're not getting rid of Josh Allen. No. You are married to Josh Allen. But you can get rid of the head coach. You can get rid of the offensive coordinator. You can get rid of the defensive coordinator, the de facto defensive coordinator, which is Sean McDermott. You can get rid of all of that. But you got to find a way to get the best version of Josh Allen. And it's clear to me that Sean McDermott is not the person to do that. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper call in line on the Buffalo Bills and their disaster again last night. Plus, we have a new America's team in sports. We'll get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in tonight for college basketball action. Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, Kentucky. Champions Classic. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern ESPN Radio and the ESPN app last night. In case you missed it, Broncos beat the Bills 24-22. Monday night football game-winning field goal by the Broncos. After they missed the game-winning field goal, but Buffalo had 12 guys on the field. They get the redo. They missed from 41. By the way, after they had two missed-slash-botched extra points earlier uh, in the game, the, the Denver Broncos did. They get a 36-yard field goal. They win it. Russell Wilson does his job. Best way I could say it last night. 24-29, 193, two touchdowns, nine carries, 30 yards, 18 touchdowns, four picks on the year. Definitely a storyline in terms of the Broncos' improvement, but people are hot, as are we this morning, on Buffalo. On what they have done here and have it done. They already have more losses this year than they did all of last year. The coach, Sean McDermott, questionable moves, allowing 
Josh Allen or encouraging Josh Allen to still fling it here and turn the ball over. And Josh Allen now six straight games with an interception mm. and once again leads the NFL in turnovers. Mm. Joe in Virginia Beach at 94.1 joining us. 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper call in line. What's up, Joe? How you doing, guys? Um, I've always loved the morning ESPN radio all the way back to Golik the Wingo. Evan, you started the day off talking about Buffalo and maybe simplifying it, and the word you used was boring. There is one coach in the same conference that is on the hot seat and or out the door. I feel like a perfect, almost petty replacement on Belichick to Robert Kraft would be putting Belichick on Buffalo squad and seeing if he can take that squad to the Super Bowl. Ooh. And that is why you don't fire Belichick in season. Because to allow him, theoretically, to go to Buffalo would be scary, I think. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, I mean, if you're Robert Kraft and you don't want him to coach your football team, don't you owe it to Belichick to allow him to be a coaching free agent and to choose his destination? Rather you want to coach against ra- him? Though? Rather than trying to dictate where he goes via trade? I get it. He's an asset under contract, and you want to get what you can get for him. But just out of the proper decorum for a guy that's won you six championships and taking you to nine Super Bowls, don't you owe it to him if you don't want him to coach your football team to allow him to go wherever he wants? And if he so chooses to go to your division rival, that's just something you got to live with. Yeah, I, I think he should definitely be allowed to choose his own To adventure. be a coaching free agent, yeah, yeah. And choose how he wants this to end. He's earned that right, I think, as, yeah. if, if he has to leave New England. I think yeah. he's earned that right. And I know it sounds spicy on the surface. Oh, he would go to Buffalo. It feels like more of a turnkey option. It's in the division. But if I'm Buffalo, I, what have I seen out of Mac Jones that I want Bill Belichick to come in? It's and a I great think point. He's the guy to fix. It's a great point. Uh, Josh Allen. I would. And be, Josh Allen needs fixing. So let's be fixing. clear about that. Yeah. I would be more inclined to go after a guy who's on. Um, I don't know if it's a hot seat, but he's certainly in a pressurized situation in Jim Harbaugh, who mm-hmm. I know has had success in the NFL and has had success with quarterbacks. I think that he's got the right personality. He would be a good fit in that market. I think he would be more of the option that I would want to go after if I were to make a coaching change. I find it funny that we associate Belichick with Mac Jones. There's another quarterback I'd associate him with. I mean, I think he was pretty good with Brady. Like, I would trust him with Josh Allen. But I'm talking about what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, that, right. Was, a, that, was, that was 20 years ago yeah, but when it, he developed Tom I'm Brady. Not, I'm not taking that away from him, but I'm talking ago. about what I see right now from his team and from his quarterback that would lead me to believe that he's the answer in Buffalo. See, here's the here's where I can, I'll can i get laughed at because of the way in which this thing ended in, in Vegas. If Belichick brings Josh McDaniels with him as his offensive coordinator, that is a great combination. Josh McDaniels is a terrible head coach, but theoretically, I said to you next year, you want to give Josh Allen another shot to kind of make himself into a franchise quarterback. And you had Belichick as your head coach and Josh McDaniels as your offensive coordinator. You wouldn't sign up for that if you're Buffalo? No. You would not sign up for those two if you're Buffalo? No. I think I'm with Smalls on why, this one. Why would I sign up? I think for I'm with Smalls. If I had the option between Belichick and Jim Harbaugh right now and, and, and trusting them with the future of my franchise and getting my quarterback back on track, I'm going with Jim over Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I'm not all, even blinking. All good things come to an end. Yeah. And just because someone's had success in the past doesn't mean that they can replicate it in a new situation. I would rather take my chances with somebody like Jim Harbaugh, who's had success in multiple stops, than somebody like uh, Josh McDaniels, who's only had success really in, in one incubator with one guy, really. Yeah, and here's the other thing. There's a lot more runway with Jim Harbaugh than there is with Bill Belichick. Like, if Bill Belichick is your head coach, how long is he going to be around? 
three, four years maybe? Don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I guess you're saying you're going to try to win a championship in that span, but I would rather have a coach that gives me more runway and gives me the opportunity for a decade long of sustained success. And, and to me, that's more so Jim Harbaugh. Another name that we could throw out there, Ben Johnson, yeah. the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. I love what he's done with Jared Goff. I love the innovation that we're seeing on the offensive side of the ball. The Lions ain't short for points. Not on the offensive side of the ball. They can score with any team in the NFL. So if that ends up being the guy that you land on, great. Because I like this version of Jared Goff that I'm seeing. And Josh Allen needs more of that in his game. You get some of the big explosive plays down the field, but you curtail the opportunity for turnover-worthy plays. That's the kind of offensive mind that you need to bring in Buffalo, whether it be at the head coach or the offensive coordinator spot. They don't have that right now. Yeah, I think he's has a chance to be great. I just would not feel comfortable necessarily because just because I don't know enough about him in terms of his personality with Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen needs a full-fledged boss that could sit him on the bench and say, if you do this again, you're on the bench. Like, you're, that's it. You're going to come out of the game. I will not start you. I think Sean Payton would have been great for him. Yeah. Sean Payton would have been absolutely great for him. Like We always associate the idea of Sean Payton with the Chargers, and that's kind of the job he missed out on. I wonder if Buffalo will look back and say, instead of really making another run with Sean McDermott, we should have made a run at Sean Payton, and he would have been great with Josh Allen. Because I think Josh Allen still thinks he can turn the ball over and go back in and nothing happens because that's what happens every week. And I understand it's ridiculous, the idea of suggesting to bench a quarterback, but when is this going to change? When is it going to change? Frank in West Palm on ESPN2. What's up, Frank? First of all, Evan, they miss you down here. I wanted to tell you that. Well, thank you, but I'm on. I'm literally on currently. (laughs) We're on ESPN1063 in West Palm, so thank you. Uh, first of all, I tell you, I got to feel so bad, so bad for the Buffalo Bills fans. Here's a franchise that lost four Super Bowls in a row. And now they're dealing with a team that they've had the last three or four years that could have won and, and should maybe should have won a Super Bowl. And uh, I think, the, I mean, it's pretty obvious what they're, they're missing. They're missing half their defense and they're missing a coach for Josh. Like that's, I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, Dayball left, and Josh Allen has been crap basically ever since. I mean, isn't that, you know, we're, we're talking all these other things, but seriously, their defense is half gone, and uh, Josh Allen is missing his coach. So maybe that's the option, and thanks for the phone call. Maybe if the Giants are sitting there at the end of the year not thrilled with Dayball and what happened in year two, maybe there's kind of a, an agreement, and I'm again, hypothetically, you know what, Brian? Things aren't working out here. We're going to draft a new quarterback. You know, Buffalo's probably calling us for you. You were great with, with Josh Allen. Maybe we figure something out. I don't know. Throwing that out there. Well, here's the thing. The defense wasn't the problem last night. Uh, I mean, the two turnovers that the Bills had that led to points were field goals. And those were situations where the Bills' offense gifted it to the Broncos inside the 30-yard line. So I don't think the defense was the issue, even though – the attrition and the injuries that they've had on that side of the ball doesn't help. I think far more of the issue on the defensive side of the ball is Sean McDermott as the play caller as opposed to Leslie Frazier. It's a different unit. And I think some of the calls at the end of the game uh, serve as the, the prime example of why you miss Leslie Frazier. That's zero blitz on third down where Teron Johnson gets the DPI, that is inexplicable. 
Like, there's no reason to zero blitz in that situation because you're leaving your DBs on an island. Russell Wilson's just going to throw it up, and guess what? It's an underthrown fade ball, and that is prime for a situation where you're going to get a defensive penalty because the DB is trying to catch up to the receiver and inevitably runs into the guy. There's no reason to make that call. The Broncos had no timeouts. All you had to do was play umbrella coverage or shell coverage, tackle the ball inbounds in front of you, don't let them get out of bounds, and let the clock tick and force them to try to make a last-minute field goal. We saw that they had the operation at the end of the first half where they didn't have any tie-outs. They had to run on the field and kick a field goal. You knew they were going to try to tee it up like that at the end of the game. Why were you not prepared for that as a head coach? I get the special teams coordinator got a job, but as a head coach, you damn well better make sure that they don't get two tries at it. You only let them get one try. You can't let 12 men be on the field. So those two plays right there are on the head coach, Sean McDermott, nobody else. Just how far has Josh Allen fallen? We'll get to that coming up on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.